We are on Ksubis Yud Dalid Omer Aleph on the second column of 14a1 in the Archbishop Gemara. Uh, the Gemara now will focus uh, more on Rabbi Yoshua. So, just a quick review. Uh, the Mishnah was discussing the following case. The Mishnah was discussing a case of we're not sure uh, whether or not she, the this woman, this uh, single uh, woman, or her child is allowed to marry a Kohen or not. Why not? Um, because we know, let's say the case is we know that uh, she was single and she had sexual relations with somebody. We don't know with whom. And if it's with somebody that she's not allowed to be with, so then she automatically disqualifies herself from uh, marrying a Kohen. Uh, she's not allowed to marry a Kohen and she has a daughter uh, from that, so then the daughter also cannot marry a Kohen. Um, and the question is, what is her status? So she goes along and she says that I know the person that I had sexual relations with is a kosher. He was somebody that I was allowed to be with, at least on a biblical level, he was somebody that I was allowed to be with. So just to focus on Rabbi Yeshua for now, Rabbi Yeshua says that we don't believe her. Why don't we believe her? Because when it comes to kahuna, when it comes to who a Kohen can marry, we have much higher standards. We have much higher standards. So even though she knows, and that's what we refer to as bari, and even if there's a majority of people that are in the town that are kosher. And even though she also has a cheskas kashras, she has a certain status quo of doing the right thing, of, uh, of of doing the right thing. Still, we don't believe her because we have higher, we require, we have higher standards. Rabbi Gamliel says that no, we uh, we do believe her. But that's the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua is that we don't believe her. The Gemara now asks, well, there's going to be another case of a questionable situation as to whether or not somebody can marry a Kohen. And we see that Rabbi Yeshua is lenient in that case. So when is he lenient and when is he stringent? So let's see the case. Rami le Abayi le Abayi says, asks to Rabba, me, I'm Rabbi Yeshua in an Amen. Is it really true that Rabbi Yeshua says that we have higher standards and therefore she's not believed to say that uh, she had sexual relations with somebody who was uh, permissible to her. Again, we're talking about a single girl, on a, at least on a biblical level. Or Minu... But we have the following Mishnah. Hey, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yehuda ben Basera, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Yehuda ben Basera testified, and the focus here is on Rabbi Yeshua. Al almanas isa sheikshir lekuhuna about the following story, the following situation that uh, we're going to have a questionable situation, and uh, we're going to rule that she is allowed to marry a kohen. That Rabbi Yeshua rules that she's allowed to marry a kohen. What exactly is the case? Uh, so the, this is not simple. There's many different opinions as to what exactly the case is. Uh, but let's just use one example as to what the case is. Rashi says, in Rashi's second explanation, he says as follows. If you have a couple, there's a couple, um, and and you have a couple where they have a child, and we're not sure if this child is... Pasal um, Kuhuna is viewed as a Chalal, as somebody who's disqualified from being part of the Kuhuna. What's the case? Um, so the case is that there's a couple and uh, she gets, there's a questionable divorce. We're not sure not whether she got divorced. For whatever reason, there's a questionable divorce here. But the husband ends up dying anyways within three months. Then... The widow, she then goes ahead and she marries a Kohen within three months, and she has a child. 
She has a child, and it's unclear, was the child from the first marriage, or was the child from the second marriage? If it was the, from the first marriage, that child is fine. That child does, didn't do anything, it's not, the, it's not the child of some sort of illicit relationship. That child is fine. However, if the child is from the second marriage, well, was she allowed to marry a Kohen? Well, that's not clear. If she's viewed as divorced, she's not allowed to marry a Kohen. So a woman who got, gets divorced is not allowed to marry a Kohen. It was a questionable divorce. If she's marrying the Kohen because she's a widow, then the child is fine. But if she marries the Kohen because uh, the reason why she's, she ended her first marriage was through divorce, so then that child, she's now somebody who's divorced, who's married to a Kohen. The, her, her second marriage is with a Kohen. So because that's not allowed, that the marriage is not allowed for a Kohen, so therefore the child is refer, what we refer to as a Chalal, is somebody who is not allowed... Uh, is not really part of the kuhuna. And therefore, what we're really discussing is this person, this person in question, the child who's in question, gets married to somebody else. That's really the case. The case is, gets married to somebody else. Okay. So if she is married to a halal, she then becomes a halalah. She also, assuming that he is a halal, he is somebody who is disqualified from kuhuna, um, so then she would also be a halala, somebody who's disqualified from kahuna. And if he dies, so then the question is, could she marry a Kohen or not? Well, because she's a widow. She's not divorced. She's a widow. So from that perspective alone, she certainly could marry a Kohen. However, the question is whether she's a halala. Is she somebody who was married to a halal? He, the husband, the first husband, is, uh, we really don't know. There's uh, reasons, there's many reasons to say to assume that he's not a that he's not a chalal because um, his father either wasn't a kohen or his mother wasn't divorced, uh, but maybe there is room to say that he still is a chalal. It's questionable, and as such, if she, he's married, marries a if he gets married, so then the wife is then questionably a chalala. If they then get divorced, they then get divorced, so then she. Uh, the the wife who is questionably a halala, we're not sure whether or not she could uh, um, marry a kohen. Uh, that is that is the question. Could she then go ahead and marry a kohen or not? She she becomes the question because she's not divorced, she's a widow. So from that perspective, she can marry a kohen, but is she a halala? So um, let's actually try to give names to this just to review what exactly this case is because it's a difficult case just to keep in our minds. Uh, so basically. You have this woman. Let's call her Sarah. So Sarah is married to Avram. Let's say Sarah is married to Avram. Um, they get questionably to question question whether or not there was a divorce there. Um, Avram then dies. Within three months, Sarah marries Aaron. Aaron, who's a Kohen, within three months, and we find out that she has a child. We're not sure whether the child is from Avram or the child is from Aaron. We don't know. This child's name is Yosef. Let's call this child's name Yosef. Uh, so if Yosef is from Avram, everything's fine. And even if Yosef is from Aaron, everything's also fine, assuming that she didn't get divorced, assuming that Sarah didn't get divorced. If Sarah got divorced and she marries a Kohen, Aaron, who's a Kohen, so then the child Yosef would in fact be a Chala. But Yosef goes along. He's the questionable situation. He marries. Yosef then marries... Uh, marries uh, anybody. He marries Rivka. So Yosef marries Rivka. 
and then Yosef dies. So there's a question. Is Rivka a Chalala or is she not a Chalala? Is she allowed to marry a Kohen or not? That essentially is the question. And Rabbi Yeshua says, yes, she can marry a Kohen. So what do we see from here? We see that um, Rabbi Yeshua is lenient. He doesn't say that we have to be stringent all the time. He's lenient when it comes to the laws of who you can marry. If you can marry a Kohen, he seems to be lenient. So how do you explain this with our Mishnah? Our Mishnah seems to imply that he's very stringent when it comes to this. Um, so the Gemara says, Amar Lei, Rabbi says back to Abaye, he says, I don't understand. Hachi hashta, hasam ishin niseis, bodekas b'niseis. Hachi ishin mizana, bodekas b'mizana. Uh, Rabbi responds by saying, wait a minute. There's a big difference between the two cases. Our mission is a case of somebody who is single. Somebody who's single, when she's acting immorally, she's not going to look into the matter to make sure to see, you know, is... Is this guy, the, the person I'm having relations with, is he kosher? Is he not kosher? Am I allowed to be with him? Am I not allowed to be with him? She's acting immorally anyways. However, in the case where Yeshua says that we we say that she could marry a Kohen, it's all because of the son slash husband. It's all because of Yosef. Well, Yosef's mother would check into it. She wants to do something the right way. She's getting married. She wants to do it in the right way. So we could assume that she really, really looked into the matter and knew that she wasn't divorced. She knew she wasn't divorced. And so therefore, um, uh, she had this child. So that's why Rabbi Shua believes in that case because that's within the context of a marriage. They're really going to look into the matter. Our mission is a case of outside the context of marriage. And so therefore, she will not care whether or not uh, the person she has sexual relations with is uh, permissible to her or not. So Amar Rava, Rava says, wait a minute. That can't be the full picture. Because Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua, Kasha, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel, Lo Kasha. Why are you only asking a question on Rabbi Yeshua by saying in the Mishnah Rabbi Yeshua is more stringent? But when it comes to this case of Almanas Isa, this case of the widow of a questionable Kohen or Chalal, uh, there Rabbi Yeshua is more lenient. But wait a minute, we also have the flip opinions, the exact flip opinions with, within Rabbi Gamliel. Why? In our Mishnah, Rabbi Gamliel says we believe her. Meaning we don't have such high standards, as high as Rabbi Yeshua. And in the case of Almanas Isa, we're about to see, Rabbi Gamliel is going to say, we do not believe her. So this is actually a contradiction in both directions, both for Rabbi Yeshua and for Rabbi Gamliel. Because what does it say? Bahakatani Seifa, it says in the end of that same Mishnah, Amar Lahan Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel says to them, Ki Essentially, Rabbi Gamliel is stringent. He says that, uh, what could we do? Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai already ruled uh, that uh, we, cannot, we cannot accept, uh, she, is not, she, she cannot marry a Kohen. We don't say that she can marry a Kohen. So, Rabbi Gamliel is much more stringent in this case of uh, this widow who was married to a questionable Kohen or a questionable Chalal. Um, we don't know what the situation is. Uh, in that case, he's more stringent. Why is it, So the question is, why is he more stringent in that case? In our Mishnah, he's lenient. So this ends up being a contradiction in both directions, both for, for Rabbi Gamliel and for Rabbi Yeshua. So the Gemara answers. This is now on the second column of 14a2 in the article of Gemara. El Amarava. We have a way of solving this. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel, Okasha. There are basically two main differences 
between our Mishnah and this case of the Almanas Isa, of the widow of this Yosef, who is questionably a Chalal, what are the two major differences? Number one is that in our Mishnah, she, the single girl, is a Bari. She knows with certainty whom she had sexual relations with. And so therefore, she is believed. In our case, the widow has no idea what her mother-in-law did, what his, her husband's mother, whether or not she got divorced and now married a Kohen, maybe her son, that son, Yosef, is a Chalal, and now she is married to a Chalal. She has no idea. She is a Shema. She doesn't know the facts. Rabbi Gamliel's primary reason to believe her is because she's saying it as a Bari, that she knows the facts. Here, she doesn't know the facts. Uh, she doesn't know the facts, and so therefore, uh, we cannot believe her according to Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Yeshua says, well, also, let's slow down. In the case of the Mishnah, there's one suffix. We have one concern. There's one issue to deal with. Did she marry somebody who is uh, permissible to her or not? So in that case, we'll be stringent. In our case, why is Rabbi Yeshua lenient? In the case of Ahmadus Isa, in the case of this child, Yosef, uh, who is the child of Sarah, um, why is he lenient in that case? Well, he's lenient in that case because it's not just one suffix. It's not just one question, and therefore we should be stringent. But it's really, there are many reasons why we should be lenient in this case. Uh, that's what's referred to as a sfex fika. There's a double doubt. What is that double doubt? Number one, was the mother divorced? We don't know if the mother's divorced. Maybe the mother wasn't divorced, so she's allowed to marry a Kohen. Number two, um, even if uh, she was divorced, maybe the child is from the first marriage. From before she got divorced, before she was married to a Kohen. So there are multiple reasons to assume and to say, uh, multiple possible outcomes to say that the child is really not a Chalal. Uh, you have multiple reasons for that. So Rabbi Shu is going to say, well, for that's a good enough reason to be lenient. So it comes out. The Gemara is about to say this explicitly. The Gemara says, moving on to 1483, <laughs> The Gemara basically concludes and says, according to Rabbi Gamliel, the primary factor to consider is uh, as to whether or not we believe her or not is is she saying it with certainty or not. If she's saying it with certainty, so then she's believed, even if there's just one one question at hand. Uh, there's one suffix. Uh, but if she if he's, she's saying this as a question, a question, she's not sure. We don't, right? She doesn't know exactly what happened with her mother-in-law. So then we don't believe her, even if there are two sveikos, even if there's two, there's a double doubt. And Rabbi Yeshua argues and says the exact opposite. He says that no, we don't care about Bari and Shema about whether she knows or doesn't know uh, about the situation. If it's a case of sveik, if there's a case of a double doubt, there's two reasons. There are many reasons to assume that we could be lenient here. Uh, because maybe she's not divorced, or even if she was divorced, maybe the child is from the first, uh, from the from her first marriage. Um, because of all these things, so therefore we could be lenient, and so therefore there is a fundamental dispute between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua uh, as to what is the primary reason to believe her. Is it because she knows about it, she knows the situation, or is it because it is a situation where there's a double doubt, and so therefore we are allowed to be lenient? Okay, the Gemara will continue in the next recording. Um, with a new topic.